Welcome to the Mixed Reviews Podcast, a racially diverse but still mildly offensive 21st century podcast centered on movies and other media. Today we're going to be getting into the 2014 film Whiplash, directed by Damien Chazelle, starring Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. Viewer discretion is advised. Thank you. So what are, what are we talking about today, Sasha? Today's episode is going to be about Whiplash. The, um, my personal favorite, I think it is Damien Chazelle's best musical romance, personally. It's his only musical romance, because he has one film. <laughs> like, the fuck? I, um... Okay. Do you want to start? Because you, you so really we're talk- wanted to watch this film, so you can start it this time. I, I... I did want to watch this film. One, listen, I don't really care about the movie. I think it's fine. It's great. I'm only here for J.K. Simmons calling people fat, lipped ass, and cocksuckers. And that's all I want. Don't forget cocksuckers. And she's great. I I wrote some of Fletcher's greatest lines. Oh, good. Do I look like a double fucking rainbow to you? I will fuck you like a pig. You are a worthless, friendless, faggot-lipped little piece of shit. Jesus fucking Christ! I didn't know they allowed retards into Shaper. Okay, well now I have to ask with the context. If you had to pick, push came to shove, one father, Ray from War of the Worlds. Rachel, shut up, Rachel! (laughs) Or Fletcher from Whiplash. Get the fuck out of my sight before I demolish you. Fuck. Well, here's here's the deal. Fletcher will teach me to fight the monsters on my own, but he's not going to help me. Oh, Ray no. will do everything for me and scream at me the whole time, but I won't have to do anything. True, true, true. I'm going to go I'm going to go with Ray just to save myself <laughs> some emotional trauma. Okay, but the the movie's really good though. Um this is my first time it is, watching it. Is, it. it is very good. I I feel like that that not quite my temple scene is it's the best scene in the movie and i feel like all the other scenes with fletcher pale in comparison to that and i think it's just because they got the introduction of fletcher and like what he's capable of out almost a little too early they, oh, they shot their wad way just too early a li- just a touch i wouldn't say way too i would say just a touch where i was like oh okay i feel like that kind of is what gave you the momentum for why miles teller was trying so hard because to be fair, at the very, very beginning, I guess I kind of got the hint that he was like super into drumming. But like when you get farther into the movie, like that's all he is. Like that's all he cares about. I thought he was just like, he loves drumming, but that's all he gives a shit about. No, he he is a yeah, drum kid. Yeah. That's, that's his character art. I'm just looking at my Did notes. you relate with Miles Teller's character? A bit too much. Did you? And I, I, oh, I feel like I an asshole. That. Yeah, well, and the problem is it's like, that's such a director's protagonist, like a writer director, like because that kind of feels like filmmaking to me. Like when, especially with like a craft where you kind of have to give everything that you have to like go for that one percent. Yeah. And I mean, the whole situation with him and the girlfriend—he's—it's obviously super dramatic, and he's being an absolute dick about it. But there are situations where you're like, people don't—they don't get what you're doing, and they don't get why you do it. And even with his family too, like like the comparison between the way people talk about art that I really um related to because nobody knows how filmmaking actually works and nobody really gives a shit they just know that they go to the movies and they see movies and they know who steven spielberg is because they're like oh how's your drumming how's that going and it's like he's drumming no do you not relate with him or do you relate to him oh of course i do it's my it's my favorite topic which is obsession of the artists which i i really should because i should give credit where credit is due because someone actually covered this already it was a thought i had 
while watching Whiplash where I was like, this is Black Swan. Okay, I had that like, thought too. Like, this is just Black Swan. I had a thought about that too. I mean, I uh, thought it was better, but... You thought it was better than Black Swan? I think most movies are better than Black Swan. I don't think it's that good. I respect it. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Black Swan is also so crazy. Where it's more of a spectacle. This, like, even though this is a crazy story, I feel like if someone told me about this man and he was, like, a real student, I would fully believe it. Like, it seems oh, plausible. Yeah. Everything about this seems plausible. And I I really like, I mean, I guess I should say I like, but I thought it was cool the, how they captured the toxicity of how having a mentor like that turns all of his students toxic too because all the fucking drummers hate each other. Yes. And it's like the musicians should should be all on the same team. They're all being harassed by the same person, but no, because he has this like idea of elitism that he's instilling in them. Yes. They all fucking hate each other. I have no, no, I, I literally, no, I, I, I swear, I just had it here two seconds ago. It's, I don't, no, I mean, no, no, it's gotta be around here. Did you see a- How could you be so fucking stupid? I know, maybe a janitor came by or something. A janitor? Yeah. Find the fucking folder! A fucking janitor?! You're a dumb fuck! A dumb fuck! Find the folder! Yeah, I'm sorry. So we've all had a teacher or like some sort of mentor that is so rough and tough and it, it almost creates like Stockholm Syndrome in you. Where you, yeah. you just feel like you have to please them. And then if anybody else pleases them, you get like protective and you form like a weird Oedipus complex. And it becomes, it becomes so strange how much you adore this yeah. very toxic and abusive person. But J.K. Simmons yeah. hit the ball out of the fucking park by being intimidating. Is it, I feel like part of it's just him too. Like, just J.K. Simmons. I just want J.K. Simmons to like me in oh, every yeah. fucking role that he's in. I love him. Oh, yeah. He's so good. He is good. He's very underrated, and it's... Well, he's not underrated. He has a fucking Oscar, and I don't think anybody has been like, J.K. Simmons isn't that great. But he's... <laughs> <laughs> no one has uttered those That's words. He's just not no, used no. enough. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if he's one of those actors who just, like, only does roles that they really, really like, because he's J.K. Simmons, and he doesn't have to do... Yeah. Fucking, he did, but he was in Jennifer's body. So I'm like, where is, where is his line? He also was Cave Johnson in the Portal games, and he's also the voice of the Yellow Peanut and does the Allstate. He does so many. He does so many voices. He's so good. The man just likes money. I think he just goes wherever the money takes him. He's he's very much a character actor. I don't know if he like describes himself as a character actor, but like, So, so my problem with that term is like. Since people know him as J.K. Simmons, doesn't that mean he can't? Like, I feel like in my mind, like, now that I can identify him, I can't consider him a character actor. He's just a real actor now. <laughs> You're just a dude. I'm sorry. But it's like the same yeah. thing with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp has said multiple times, like, I'm a character actor. Char it's like, no, you're Johnny Depp with a new nose. Like, congratulations on your prosthetic nose. <laughs> oh, I, I know you said you hate Miles Teller, but I thought he was I thought he was charming in, in, in this movie, even oh. though he's a fucking dick. Hold on, are you making but... shit up? I never said I hated Miles Teller. I swear to God, you said I hate... I think I probably have it recorded from yesterday of <laughs> you saying I hate Miles Teller. No, I said I hate James But Whiplash Cameron. is really good. <laughs> Fuck. I may, I may have said that. I Okay. <laughs> please please put that in. <laughs> me being like, I never said that hard cut to fucking me. You definitely did say James Cameron could suck my dick. And I was like, maybe I'll cut that out for now. <laughs> you, you have full permission to just roast me to high heaven in these. Just edit me to look like an absolute idiot. I don't An absolute care. fool. <laughs> Miles, Miles Teller, what, what were you saying about Miles Teller? Oh, I mean, I just thought he was endearing in this movie. 
I, yeah. I mean, maybe I just have a soft spot for him and have a soft spot for his character, but I know as much of a dick as he was, like, I just really wanted to root for him. That's all he had. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like his portrayal of this character made more sense, and this may just be me reading into the movie, but they kind of hinted at him having autism. I don't know if you picked up on that. I can kind of see it. I didn't. I couldn't tell if that was, like, just the way Miles Teller kind of presents himself. But, right, so, but, yeah, like, he, he moves, he moves slow. Yes, so he does kind of present himself as this kind of, like, I don't want to say arrogant, because autistic people are arrogant, but, like, last, lacking like social awkward. cues and not understanding. Yeah, yeah, and, like Asperger's. Yes, but this thing, like, the, Miles Teller says a line where it's like, my dad always said I was bad at eye contact, which is, like, film 101 for how to portray your character as having autism, is have someone mention they're bad at uh, eye contact. So I was like, okay, yeah. maybe. And then how direct he was with the girl. Oh, yeah. Like, where it's like, hey, listen, um, here's how it's going to happen. We're not going to be able to date because I have to focus on my drumming. You're going to get in the way. And how she talked more, like, neurotypical than he did. And was like, you know this for yeah. a fact? And he, he blatantly was like, yes, 100%. I also, I will say, like, as much of a dick as he was in that scene, um... I thought that the way she responded to him, I thought that whole interaction worked really well. I thought it, like, flowed really- like, I feel like that's the way somebody would respond to a human being acting like that. Yeah. Because half of me was expecting, like, a big dramatic breakup, because for a second it looks like she's just gonna break down in tears and run out. And this is what's gonna happen. Okay, I'm gonna keep pursuing what I'm pursuing. And because I'm doing that, it's going to take up more and more of my time, and I'm not going to be able to spend as much time with you. And even when I do spend time with you, I'm going to be thinking about drumming. And I'm going to be thinking about jazz music and my charts and all that, and because of that, you're going to start to resent me. And you're going to tell me to ease up on the drumming, spend more time with you because you're not feeling important. And I'm not going to be able to do that. And really, I'm just going to start to resent you for even asking me to stop drumming. And we're just going to start to hate each other. And it's going to get very, it's going to be ugly. And so for those reasons, I'd rather just, you know, break it off clean. It was a good foil for him. Yeah. It, I mean, it definitely could have been cut out of the movie, probably. Well, but every character has to have a love interest. I Yeah, so I, I am number one against love interest unless I'm watching actual fucking romance movie. Like, I think love in interests are the most pointless things. Unless they serve a purpose to show, to, like, show explanation of the character or to give, like, a pivotal plot point. I feel like this did because it showed that he was willing to lose... Something that was happy, something that was nice. He was fully willing to sit yeah. there and be miserable with this abuse and not even have a glimmer of hope of, like, a new relationship or anything. Just so he could yeah, focus on it. Yeah, I guess that's it. true. He found, like, happiness yeah. in the misery, which is uh, admirable, admirable, but also disgusting. Oh, that actually, there, there's a point. I knew there was a point that I needed to make sure I said. Yes. Because it's a question. Probably, because you know more about music than I do. But even when he's playing bad, I can never tell. Yeah. All of it just sounds good to me. Right. And also, so like, but along that, is like the equivalent to good drumming fast drumming? Because that's what I picked up from this. Does he just want them to have like control over their tempo? Is that the point of it? It's con So the point of a drummer, like, yes, uh, having fast drumming. I'm not a drummer, but I am a pianist, which is a percussion, percussion instrument. But uh, the point with drumming is to keep solid tempo and to continuously be on time. If you can drum faster or have good control of your movements, it shows better technique. Okay. But overall, it's keeping on tempo with the band, keeping on tempo with the director, and basically, you're there to keep the band okay. steady. That's what that okay, is. Okay, that's kind of, that's what I 
like kind of figured, but I was like, is that like, because I obviously don't know how they test drummers, because every single test was basically like, just go faster, go faster, go faster. Um, yeah. But that makes sense. Because jazz, jazz is all improvisational. So, like, the concept of having competitive jazz bands where you learn a piece of music is kind of counterintuitive to the root core of jazz, which is just improvisation. Just pick a key signature and maybe deviate away from that and just yeah. go crazy. Um, so, it, it's, yeah, as far as, like, drumming, I don't know too much. As far as whether or not he was rushing or dragging, without having a metronome, I can't can tell you i think it was so minute and probably just exaggerated I oh don't think yeah 100 percent. he was actually rushing yeah. or dragging are you okay are you okay yeah i gotta get my stick no 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 no, no. stay away from the card yeah, i'm calling 911 okay, okay. just a couple more blocks no, no, no. no sir, you don't have to go anywhere blocks. sir get off sir, me. no you don't have to What do you think of the crash? Just like in general, that whole oh, I like the way it was shot. Like the way it was it shot. Like point. yeah, both of them. The way it was shot. Like it as a plot point. Like what do you think about it? Um. So I'll cover the plot point in okay. a second because I relate to it a little okay. too heavily. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. As far as the way it was shot, I prefer when car crashes are shot from inside oh, yeah. the car. I don't. I don't feel anything when just a car gets hit. Because I'm like, I know that's being controlled by somebody outside with a little remote on the set. just f***ing, And it just gets whammed over. And I'm just like, ooh, big explosions. When it's inside the car, like, you you see everything flip. And it gives you a sense of, like, you're there in realness. Uh, they do it in Let the Right One In, too. Okay. They do that kind of car flip. And it's beautiful every time. I think if you're going to do a drama and you're going to have a car crash... At, what? It's not... <laughs> If you're going to do a car crash in a drama, it needs to be personal and you have to feel the characters. You can't just have a car get taken out from a wide angle. Put the camera in and put a crash dummy in there and let me watch it from the inside. As far as a plot point, um, uh, hi, Sasha and I both worked at Bed Bath Beyond. There was a point where I got in a very severe car accident <laughs> on my way to my shift at Bed Bath Beyond and my car flipped just like this one. And I crawled out of the passenger side window, like Bruce Willis, and a man rushed up to me and he goes, Ma'am, ma'am, are you okay? Are you okay? And the first words out of my fucking mouth was like, I have to call Murdoch. Murdoch was our boss at the time. I didn't even care that I was severely concussed and bleeding. I was just like, I have to call him and tell him I'll be late. And he's like, I don't think you're going anywhere. That's that's the dedication. That's the de so like we've all been in that situation where we've had something like very traumatic or like an accident happen where it's like you clearly should not be doing anything but focusing on this, but because you're so obsessed with that, yeah. like you go anyway. And I fully would have gone to work had an ambulance not shown up. I do want to make that clear. Bed Bath Beyond, hire me back. <laughs> you don't want to work there. They don't. It doesn't exist anymore. The Bed Bath Beyond's gone. <laughs> Closed down because it fucking sucked. That's true. That's true, but I still deserve a raise. I am. Um, I will say, that fucking surprised the shit out of me. I was. You did. Oh, you yeah. got shocked. I was like, I knew, I knew <laughs> something was gonna happen. Like you could totally, like you can feel the pacing of the entire movie, like picking up around that moment. But I'm like, dude, he's yeah. he's going like a million miles per minute. So much shit's happening. So much shit's going wrong. And that's so relatable too. Like the moments where you're like, I literally just need everything mm -hmm. to go right. 
or just not go wrong. I just need things to not fuck up and like my day will be okay. Yeah. Instead, every possible thing on the list gets fucked. I was just so invested in like him getting to fucking play his fucking piece. Everybody remember, Lincoln Center and its ilk use these competitions to decide who they're interested in and who they're not. And I am not going to have my reputation in that department tarnished by a bunch of fucking limp dick, sour note, flatter than their girlfriend's flexible tempo dipshits. Got it? Um, so you weren't expecting the crash? No, I mean, I guess, like, once they were like, are you driving? I'm like, oh, then it kind of came in. But I was, just, like, processing so much with him. Like, my brain was moving as fast as his was at the moment. I was like, I just wanted to get to the, the show. Um, so, yeah, when the kid... And I do love how much of, like, an intense car crash it was. And even the movie brushes it off, like, as easily as he does. Where it's like, yep, he flipped a rental car and just crawled out of it and ran to the fucking stage. Yeah, I have a note and... about the rental car that I want to cover. Um, How do you rent a ca uh, rental car at 19? <laughs> it's very expensive. You, I think you, you can't. Can you do it? At, no, no, you have to do it at 21. You have to be 21. Yeah, you have to be 26, I, was I that thought. Too. No, you have to be 21. Oh. I know you at, I I know you can at twenty one because we you just it just costs more. I mean I know I know this is everybody twenty five is like the good one. It's movie universe, so it doesn't really matter. But I still was like that took me out. I was like no, no, and also no one's gonna open the door to then rent that, out a night unless it's like some backwater fucking rental place with a bunch of stolen cars or something that they're renting out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a bit. I kind of had to suspend my disbelief there to to enjoy the that moment because otherwise I was gonna pick it apart and be like, this would never happen. Yeah. Um. But I mean, that whole scenario would probably never happen. Yeah. Um. The the blood visuals, like the cuts on his hands and like the blood on the drums and shit. I thought that was like really visceral, and I was not expecting that to be in a drumming movie. That's a real thing that happens with drum. That happens with all musicians. I've yeah, I'm not surprised. I've yeah. bled all over my piano when I played violin. I would have like blisters all over my fingers. But with drummers especially, like their hands just get destroyed because you're you're dealing with wood that splinters up and it's just constantly hitting against your palms. Yeah. So I, I, if anything, I like um, how that they include that. Also in the trivia that I read, they were saying that some of that blood was Miles Teller's because Miles Teller did uh, forty percent of his own drumming. Um, even, that's tight. Yeah, even though it was pre-recorded, he did do the pre-recorded tracks as well as like mimed his own drumming, which is another comparison yeah. to Black Swan because I believe Natalie Portman did forty percent of her own ballet dancing. So. I'm not saying. Is Whiplash and Black Swan just the same movie? Are they the same universe? You just swap out. You just swap out Vincent Cassell with J.K. Simmons. Well, honestly, that. I mean, the sexual tension's still there. The sexual tension's still gonna be there. That fucking last scene where like Miles Teller is doing that drum solo and he's like doing this to like conduct him. Which, by the way, this is not a fucking. And he comes and he like takes his jacket off and just ejaculates all <laughs> over the stage. Yeah, I, when I knew this movie was gonna have a climax, I didn't know it was gonna have a climax. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> I was like, this man is literally half a second away from just orgasming in front of an entire room of people. He is, he, he is, but you know, it was well worth it. They went through a big emotional journey together, okay? They're stronger than any married couple alive. Abuse and all. Because they yelled and screamed and hit each other, yeah. <laughs> just like every other married couple. Exactly, exactly. So it No, that's what I'm saying. I love this romance. <laughs> that's why you call it a romantic comedy.
Because it, no, it's just a musical romance. Oh, a musical romance, you're right. Move over, La La musical Land. Musical romance. Whiplash is coming for you, Yeah. Gig. Can I just say this made me dislike La La Land a whole lot more? La La Land sucks. <laughs> like, after seeing this movie? I don't mind it. I can appreciate white person cinema, but... Well, but like my my biggest thing with La La Land is it's it blow it's like the definition of blowing your whole load in the first act. Yeah, all of it, all the good songs, all the good dancing, the good costumes, the good cinematography, all ends at the end of the first act, and then it's just boring and stupid for the rest of the movie. And this movie looks great, other than the fact it's so fucking dark. Do you feel like it's dark as shit? I I noticed that too, but I don't have a cinematographer eye. Like I just go eh, pretty, not pretty. Like I don't really care. Uh, unless you're like- But like, I mean, I guess I just wonder why. Uh, one, cause it's an indie film. So they can't afford lights. They can afford J.K. Simmons. <laughs> That's where all the money went! <laughs> it's fucking J.K. Simmons! <laughs> have... Alright, cut J.K. Simmons- Cut two pages of dialogue from J.K. Simmons. <laughs> no, you can't! It's all iconic! He was in it for true, the Oscar. True, true. Every cocksucker costs a thousand dollars. <laughs> 2,000 for every use of the word faggot. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of the time, the amount of times the word faggot is used in this movie, I don't think, oh my god, I don't think you even hear I want to get a count. At pride marches. I want to get a count. You want to get a, a faggot count? <laughs> I, I, how many times J.K. Simmons specifically says faggot throughout this movie? He fucking Because it's so many. He d and it was, and it was great I, i'm sorry is this this probably is a terrible thing to say about the lgbt i thought it was great because half of those people were gay and jk simmons probably was gay as well i think jk simmons <laughs> that was, was gay. just like his go-to word for everything and i i thought it was so funny maybe that's the backstory to flash fletcher is he um he grew up gay and heard that word so much and that's why he hates everybody is because he was bullied by and Kept getting called a faggot all the time because he loved jazz. Just because he wanted to play his piano. <laughs> oh, I forgot oh to record gosh. the when J.K. Simmons is playing the piano. It's like the most rudimentary, like level two, like playing. The yeah. Piano, okay. I don't even play the piano, and even I was like, okay, that guy is playing this. Oh, and he's fun. And he's also supposed to be doing jazz piano, which is very like complex chords and like some fucking bullshit and yeah. like tons of glissandos. And he's just like, just like a robot. I was like, you couldn't fake it. You, you like, not at all. Oh my god. Like I know we you all can't be fucking Jeffrey Rush and Shine, where we learn how to play Flight of the Bumblebee like a fucking classical classically trained pianist in a year, but you can fake it. You can fucking fake it. Yeah, J.K. Simmons can fake it. Okay, so you wanted to talk about <laughs> how ripped J.K. Simmons was in this movie? Why is he so jacked? There's no like this is intimidating. It, is J.K. Simmons just a dude that's just like he keeps in shape? I actually don't know. Or do you think he got I, in shape for this movie? Because remember, he's a character actor. So do you think he got, he's like, I need to be intimidating. So let me do a bunch of leg lifts and some bench presses or whatever the fuck people do at the gym. And look, look And his swole. biceps are fucking huge. And they were like veiny, like he dehydrated himself, like a fucking weightlifting competition. Yeah. Yeah, and and plus he's bald, so you're so fucking he, bald and Jack too. It's like a whole different level of intimidation. Scary, but it added to it. Like when he lifted the drum set, I was actually scared because I'm like, oh, those biceps will like crush Miles Teller with that drum set. 
I know. He's daddy. <laughs> Don't call him daddy. Pleasure's daddy. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not daddy. Maybe for you. He, he, he's, he's so jacked. But I think that added to his presence because he's got that, like, very in-shape back arch. So he walks with, like, good posture and yeah. stuff. So I think it, like, added to him being extra scary. Because even before he speaks, he's scary. When he just, like, walks in um, from the shadows, it's just like, ooh, scary Mr. Clean. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of what do you think of that beginning? Mm. And like that character introduction. So I like one it shows the dedication because he's there by himself practicing. He's not putting on a show, he's not doing anything that it's showing him with his work and that's how you can kind of separate a performer from like someone that un loves the art is they'll sit there and just do it for them. And that's what he's doing. He's just sitting there working on his craft, working on his fastness. But he's not, like, overexerting himself. You can see him really having fun. And I feel like it's the only time in the movie we see him have fun while playing his instrument. Aside from the which end. Which I actually... Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, which I, I was about to say, that's one thing that I did notice at the end. It's one of the only times that it mm -hmm. looks like he's having a good time playing. Which I think it... Which is crazy. It made for a good, like, bookend. So you have him having fun at the beginning. And then the last shot is... So the first shot of the movie is him having fun playing. And the very last shot of the movie is him having fun playing. But everything in between is him just miserable. Miserable and overexerted yeah. and exhausted over having to do this. But, like, so dedicated and obsessive that he can't stop. Which I love that. I also... I do think the, like, the little shot of his dad at the end... I thought that was a nice wrap-up without them having to cut in a whole fucking family dialogue d like just kind of having his dad be there all the time and they're not really connected but like that shot of him at the end he's like oh my kid's fucking incredible at the drums yeah did you like how it was paul riser for no reason <laughs> i thought it was crazy <laughs> i was just like what's with this i was like that came boss? out of fucking nowhere <laughs> the fucking who's the boss showing up paul riser like it's fucking aliens like uh... what so that's so they blew the money on jk simmons but also blew the money like that dad could have been played by literally anyone how he's playing the part yeah like fucking hell he's playing my part what the fuck did you just say to me It's my part. It's my part, and I decide who to lend it to. Usually it's somebody that has fucking sticks. I left him in the car. I'll be right back. Take me five minutes. I'm warming up the band now. Look, I can use Ryan's sticks. It's Neiman, you lost the fucking part. No, I didn't. Look, you can't fucking do this to Can't? Me. Yeah. When did you become a fucking expert on what I can or cannot do, you fucking weepy willow shit sack? I earned that part. You never... This, this movie does feel like it loses momentum. I, I stand by that. I feel like after the not-quite-my-tempo scene, it's like, now I know the peak of what Fletcher is capable of. And I, honestly, I'm pissed he didn't throw more chairs. He throws one chair, and that's, like, the scariest moment. He needs to throw more chairs for Earth, throw more things to me to be for me to be afraid of him. I liked the pacing of the middle of it. You, I liked that it was, it was about him and his craft. You don't it feel was like very, there's a like, dip at all? I, I mean, there is a kind of a dip, but I, I didn't find myself, like, being like, oh, this is dragging, like, oh, this is taking a long time. I was still very much interested in what was happening and, like, watching it, so I didn't really mind it. There were a couple, like, the dialogue scenes. There's so many, like, gaps between what people say, and I don't really even mind, like, the conversations that happen in the movie. I think the, the chemistry between the actors is relatively good, but there were times where I was like, 
they're fucking still on this date, huh? They're just gonna awkwardly laugh through this entire fucking shit. The concept of Miles Teller as a person flirting, it concerns me. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> think he's capable. It was so weird. I know they told him to just go up and, like, wing it with that first introductory th- thing when he's asking her out. And I was like, this is uncomfortable. Someone give this man a script. Really? I thought it was That's gross. That's why I liked it, though. I liked it. Because I, I feel, I, I liked it because it didn't feel scripted. It made me, like, kind of uncomfortable. But I feel like that's how it was supposed to be. I liked it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like because the movie is so, like, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Straight people flirting is weird to me. It's fucking weird. <laughs> I don't get it. Gay, it's because gay people flirting is them just fucking. They don't even flirt. They just yeah, go we, right to fucking. Well, we, we go immediately to sharing each other's deepest secrets and saying that we'll die for each other. And then we fuck. That's what happens. Ah, my bad, my bad. I forgot. Got a deep emotional connection between. Get the flow chart right. I guess but- I'm just not PC enough. <laughs> It was weird. I and because everything else is so like intense and like very heavily scripted, to have this weird sort of improv moment, it didn't give me a sense of relief. It just made me more uncomfortable. Yeah, but I think that was the point. Probably. I just don't like it. So I, I, yeah, that's why I think it, I think it worked. This movie hits what I what I'm starting to believe is the perfect duration of a film is an hour and forty five minutes. I think oh. that that's like the sweet spot. I 100% agree. I, I 100% Unless you agree. have a movie like Prisoners, which could and should just go on forever. Yes. But an hour and 45. I, I feel like every time I watch an hour and 45 minutes, I'm always like, yeah, that was done. Like, that's a good, I, yeah. that was a good use of my time just not now. Not too short, not too long. It doesn't make you leave you wanting more. It doesn't make you wishing it would just all fucking stop. Yeah, I wasn't wondering why I was watching this movie halfway through, and I wasn't also like, wait, where did this come from? This is out of nowhere. Except yeah. for the truck that literally comes out of nowhere. But you, you enjoyed that <laughs> kind of pitch from yeah, the field. Yeah, that but that's no like the sense. point of it. I enjoy this movie. I don't think... My personal opinion is it's not a fucking great, fantastic movie. It's only great because of J.K. Simmons. I feel like if you yeah if you took him out, it would be boring. It definitely wouldn't have the praise it has, and I don't think people would have liked it nearly as much. As it is a good-looking film, other than the fact that it's dark as fucking shit. Um, but I mean, I think it's shot well. The cuts are really good. The edit's nice. The, the edit but, is on beat with the music, which I always appreciate when they do. Yeah, that. yeah, and it's not. But the thing is, it's like that's not the only thing that it's on beat with either. Like, it's with the music, because the music's in your head, but then it's also servicing the story, too. It's, it's really good. Did you did you enjoy, speaking of editing, Did you, when he falls, there's like an early shot where he's running to to the class. Down the stairs? Yeah. And, and it, it, he just slams he around falls the, and it the cuts ground. to him hitting the ground, and I was like, that made me feel like I, I fell. Because that's how you picture yeah. it, is like, you don't really remember yeah. falling, you just remember hitting the fucking ground. I'm like, that's a good take. There's a similar cut in... The first Transformers movie. Shut the fuck up. No, no, you <laughs> don't get your kidding. free pass with this. There's a scene where Sam is running and he like gets hit and nothing happens. You see his face slam into the pavement. But it sucks because it's, it's Shia LaBeouf and Transformers. That movie deserves <laughs> no praise. Stop it. The movie deserves all of the love. No. It started a revolution. A revolution for just what? Horrible movies. <laughs> also, fuck. I I tried to wear a band shirt, so I wore my Gem in the Hologram shirt. <laughs> but I just realized that Jem doesn't have a drummer. 
<laughs> you you didn't tell me we should coordinate to the movie. I wore a PlayStation shirt. Whatever, you can play Garage I know, band. I didn't think, well, I, I, <laughs> we can do it for next one. But when you were like, I'm just going to wear a flannel, I'm like, maybe I should make my shirts, like, movie theme. You should. I just, I just want to do the flannels because I want, I want, I want you to roast me. Yes, it's who I am, and I want you you Flannery. (laughs) I want you to roast me when I show up with two flannels like you did every day at Bed Bath and Beyond. It just seemed unnatural. I was worried about you. (laughs) Hello again, everybody. We are back for Whiplash because even though I felt Whiplash was pretty solid, we forgot. To do any kind of wrap-up. Yeah, we just kind of stopped talking. At this moment, the episode ends in the middle of a sentence. It does? What (laughs) sentence? Who's talking? I don't know, because we just kept... The problem is, is we just keep talking and eventually i just realize that i'm still recording and stop and then i just go i'll i'll deal with it later and so like now's the later now we're dealing with it (laughs) so at the time i definitely thought i was like oh i'll just like fade out our conversation fade the music back in but now i realize i don't want to do that (laughs) we are we are covering the ending of whiplash what do you have any other thoughts on Whiplash other than it being a great romantic comedy? Musical romantic I, comedy? I just want to follow back with why is it so goddamn dark? <laughs> Turn on some fucking lights. Because I've been so, editing the fuck out of it and I have to look at this dark, sad fucking movie all the time now. So so I thought about this. I think it's to give the impression of like a jazz lounge feel, but also they couldn't afford lights. Which I think most jazz lounges cannot afford light. So it all comes full circle. Eh. <laughs> it does not I digress. And you were? <laughs> what did you think of Whiplash? I said it was pretty good. It's, um, I would give it four, four symbols being thrown at Miles Teller out of five. Four out of five. That's a high rating. It was pretty good. It's a very it's high a rating. movie. J.K. Simmons uh, yells a lot. He does. I would give it four anus tentacles out of five. Four no. <laughs> no to the four out of the five or no, no to the anus tentacles? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I want to change it. I give it... Well, you um, it, Why? What if you I want? You said your answer. Nope, that's the end credits. Wait, wait, wait. What if I want to give it eight <laughs> black J.K. Simmons T-shirts out of ten? That's fine. Okay, I'll eight. Bl- that. Are they are they tight? They are. They are tight. They are. They are the tightest of fucking T-shirts. They are skin tight. They're an extra small Hanes, even though he's a large for sure. Yeah, with those boobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are All we right. done? Yeah, that's Whiplash. When you, there's no fucking Mars bar down there. What are you looking at? <laughs>